Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Matt Gorman to talk about his upcoming song, Homeless, which went viral on TikTok a few weeks ago and will be coming out July 9th, which is two weeks from tomorrow. And hope you guys really enjoy this interview. I really did. Hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. I almost talked over that thing again. It happens <laughs> every single time, I swear. Hey, man, how, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. Um, what have you been up to lately? Well, to be honest, the last hour and a half, I've been sitting right here trying to make a TikTok of a cover song. And I think I got about 508 takes, and I'll decide one of them here in the next hour. So trying to cover that Cody Johnson song, Till You Can't, because it just came out. And it's unbelievable. Probably one of my favorite songs I've heard in a really long time. And, uh, I mean, heck, I just, I give him my best, but we'll see. <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many takes of TikToks do you usually take before you find one? To, to I mean, man, it really all depends. Like, like this one in particular, like I try, like, I don't know. I feel like I try to do every song that I sing a little bit unique in my own way. Um, but for this one in particular, I took about, I mean, if I look at my drafts on TikTok, there's at least 30. <laughs> like just the chorus back and forth at least 30 of them and i probably could have posted at least maybe 20 of those and have been like all right cool but like my ocd was like heck no this needs to be perfect and i think i just posted it. it's probably garbage but i mean <laughs> i will find out <laughs> so are you a bit of a perfectionist in everything you do or or just TikTok? i mean yeah i would i would definitely say um i, I think i got that from an early age playing sports so much especially baseball um I just finished up my college career at Lipscomb University. And uh, even since I was a kid, whatever I was doing, I, I, if I didn't do it well or if it wasn't in my eyes close to being perfect, um, then I kind of, I guess I would just keep doing it or I'd get really mad and probably start cursing and walk away for a little while. <laughs> I mean, it's a good attitude to have until you get to that point where you sort of say, I'm done with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, my drafts, like one of my good buddies, John Stevens, he's, uh, great drummer and uh, one of my favorite people to write with he says it to a t he thinks it's hilarious because when i get real mad especially if i'm in a write or like we're doing a work tape or even a video and i mess up like i just like i just feel like i get Tourette's. like i just start screaming random things and like he and then people don't get nervous like i kind of warn them about it but like i can't control it i just get real i get like mad but like in a funny way not like real mad but i'll, I'll say some things that are probably explicit <laughs> that i won't hear but um, that's kind of how, kind of how it goes for me. So when did you know that music was something you wanted to pursue with, with your life? Uh, I mean, well, I got a guitar in second grade because me and my best friend loved green day and we thought we were going to be the next green day. Safe to say I didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> I would, I mean, it'd been kind of been cool if it did, but I will. Um, <clears throat> so I started playing guitar. I took a lesson, uh, when I was however old you are in second grade and I hated it. I mean, God, it was awful. I was in this uh, little closet with this dude. That sounds really weird. Um, but it was like, messy and like scattered. And he was trying to teach me all these chords and I was just not interested. I was, it was just wasn't fun. So I took one lesson and I quit. My parents were kind of pissed because I spent like 200 bucks on a guitar. Um, so basically my guitar just sat in my room from second grade to uh, about like seventh or eighth. And then, um, I picked it back up and started to play it. Wanted to learn. 
used YouTube a lot to kind of get the fundamentals and basically how I could learn how to play the guitar better than I used to. Um, and I had no idea I could sing. I still don't think I can really sing that well. Um, but I, I, I just kind of really liked to write when I was in high school and I was in a poetry class my junior year and my teacher, uh, pretty much brought it all out of me. And I, I started writing poems for this class and my poem was nominated the best one out of the faculty, like whatever they voted it. And I got to present it in front of the whole entire grade, um, which was pretty nerve wracking because I didn't really like talking in front of people at that time. Um, but after that, that's when I kind of grew a passion for writing. And then um, I guess it was about my freshman year of college. I wrote this really dumb, catchy song, according to them, about my friends and how we kind of grew up in, in Philadelphia. And uh, it was called Wish We Were. And it was about us wanting to be uh, pretty much like living the Southern lifestyle that we all pretty much do now. Um, and they liked it. I recorded it on GarageBand and like did this stupid work tape. and. Um, I don't know. After that, people thought it was kind of catchy. I never put it out or anything like that. It was just my friends and I kind of loved it. I felt really cool that people appreciated what I, what I kind of did. And um, ever since then, that moment in time, um, I never really looked back and I, I just kind of been writing ever since and um, learning how to do the whole show thing. And um, I, have, I haven't not enjoyed it once. So, I mean, it's been great. So um, how did you end up in Nashville? What was your, your journey to get to that point? Well, um, I mean, that's, I, I consider myself every time I talk to somebody or even when I inter and people ask me in regular conversation, I always say that I'm, I'm the luckiest individual to ever step foot in this industry, in this town. I mean, it might be a bold statement, but that's just how I feel because I didn't get here um, because of music. I, I got here because of college baseball. Um, I played baseball my entire life. And um, after high school, I went, I've, I've had three shoulder surgeries to start with. Um, I, my freshman year of high school, I was very successful. Um, I was pretty much a man amongst boys my entire life until I stopped growing when I was 14. Um, <laughs> so I kind of just had baseball going for me for a long time. And because of that, it opened a lot of doors. And my dad would always say that. My dad would tell me baseball opened doors for you and it's your job to pretty much get in them. And it really did. Um, once I was finished with high school, I decided to go to a junior college in Maryland because um, a lot of my division one looks or schools that I was interested in at the time weren't interested because I was a 17 year old with two shoulder surgeries and I was a pretty big liability to their program. So I was at the junior college, Hartford Community College in Maryland, and um, I met some amazing people. And that place, I say it to this day, that place changed my life. Um, I actually was texting my junior college coach today a little bit and thanking him because I was just pretty thankful. And um, because I went there, um, I got some pretty good college, you know, division one looks, division two looks out of there, but I still wasn't really um, content. And I really, I heard about the school Lipscomb um, from a friend of mine that um, he said, man, you should really look into Lipscomb. You're into music. You know, the pitching coach is great. This, this, you know, it would be a great opportunity. So I still didn't have a place to go at the end of my sophomore year at junior college. So I ended up going to Bismarck, North Dakota to play um, summer league uh, in the Northwoods league. And after about four or five weeks up there, um, which is a great experience, got to play for like 5,000 people. It was awesome. Um, I got a message from the recruiting coordinator at Lipscomb. And um, he said, that we would like to, you know, our pitching coach is going to reach out to you and uh, give you a phone call and maybe get you down here soon. And I was in Mankato, Minnesota, I think at the time. And I was like freaking out in the hotel room. I was going nuts because it was 
basically a dream come true for me because Lipscomb was my number one. And I really didn't think that they were going to even look into me, but I had some help from an old coach named Paul McGloin up in Pennsylvania and he stuck his neck out for me. And that guy also changed my life. And, um, you know, so I, I left Bismarck. I got the phone call. They wanted me to come out and visit, left Bismarck, came to, uh, flew to Philly where I'm from and then flew to Nashville the next day, spent the weekend with my family and then, uh, visited Lipscomb on Monday. Uh, I loved it. The coach loved me, thankfully, somehow. I don't really know why, but he did. And uh, we hit it off. And um, I was here about a month and a half later um, where I, I didn't know anybody in Nashville. I didn't know a soul in Nashville. I knew Luke Combs because I knew his name. I didn't know anybody else. Like, I didn't know anyone. And uh, I was pretty much vicariously chasing two of my biggest dreams and pursuing a professional baseball career and um, being a country music artist. And I feel bad for my parents because those are like one in a million chances and I'm trying to do both. <laughs> but um, I got so lucky and that was my journey to Nashville. And I've been here for uh, a little over two years now and the people I've met and, um, you know, writers and producers and just friends, man, just, I met my girlfriend who uh, I pray that she's the one for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, we just, I just got so lucky the people that I get to hang out with and call my family here. Um, and my parents even love it that I have the life that I live now. And, uh, I just, I'm so dang thankful. That's a wild <laughs> journey, man. Yeah. Sorry. I talk a lot. I talk yeah. pretty fast too. I'm, if you need me to slow down or shut up. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's all good stuff. <laughs> um, so, so <clears throat> when you got to Nashville, you said you didn't know anyone. How, how daunting was that for you to sort of fit in? I mean, I remember, I remember the first night that I was alone because I was in an apartment complex in Green Hills and, you know, my furniture, my parents helped move me in. And it was crazy because it was left to us from teammates, of, you know, the previous Lipscomb team because it was like a hand-me-down apartment. And it was a dump, dude. It smelled like garbage and they left furniture. It was just, it was so bad. And my parents were like having the biggest anxiety attack. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's not going to work out. Like they were thinking about moving me and, you know, but that night we, uh, my parents and I, we, we broke down the furniture and cleaned it out. And that apartment um, was, became pretty legendary in my experience of meeting people in Nashville because it was the baseball apartment or baseball place. You can take that as you will. Um, <laughs> I say anything on, on you know, recording. If my coach listens, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, anyway, so because me and my buddy John Shields were in that, in that apartment, um, turns out that everybody used to go there and we just uh, – the door wasn't really locked and on the weekends people would just kind of roll in. So I got to meet about, I think the first weekend, probably like a hundred and some people, none of them, which I remember their names besides the baseball guys, but um, I kept seeing them around and they kept, you know, we kept conversing and becoming friends, but if it weren't for baseball to say the least, I, I probably would have been a little bit less comfortable um, because meeting friends in the music industry is not really easy for, and I feel bad for a lot of people that come here just to do music because they don't know anybody. It's intimidating. But because of baseball, I got to meet all these people and um, some of my best friends. And it's pretty cool because they got to watch me do my music thing. And they all came to my shows and supported me. And uh, I got to introduce my music friends to my baseball friends and seeing them hang out together in a, in a house and just have a great time was, I mean, God, that was the coolest thing ever. I got to see my worlds collide. Yeah, that's the thing about sports. It sort of forces you to have your own little community, even if. Oh, otherwise, wouldn't it? It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm so thankful 
that I uh, that I got to. I mean, I'm again, I'm done. Everything's in past tense, so it's super weird now. But I mean, I'm so thankful that I got to meet the guys that I did, and um, you know, Coach Forehand and Coach Ogden and Ryman. They all gave me the opportunity because, you know, basically every coach that I've had has some way changed my life to, to leading me right to where we are right now, doing cover songs for TikTok and playing shows later. Like, it's just, I mean, it's cool. So how were you able to sort of balance the baseball school and music all at once? Um, I, that's honestly probably one of my favorite questions because I mean, not many people besides a few of us can really say that. Like I have a buddy Dalton Malden who's at Trebekah and he does the same thing. And I actually reached out to him a while ago because I was going through a pretty rough time. Um, I've never really been an anxious person or anxiety driven or depressed or stressed. Cause I kind of just lived the, not a carefree life, but I just kind of lived laid back. And, uh, this past year, um, it all kind of caught up to me at once and I didn't really know what to do. I kind of climbed in a hole and just, you know, got, sick in a sense because it was a lot and I was trying to live two lives and get passing grades by pa- like I don't and I try to get A's and B's you know because my parents are paying for it and they I owe it to them um you know doing that while having lift in the morning for baseball and then uh, an average day I mean let's go through that so I made a TikTok about this too and people ate it up because it was I, we had a music video shoot that day for Kalen and it was pretty cool but an average day would be wake up I um, mean you know, probably about my lift, I think my lift was at seven. So I'd wake up, I lived across the street from school. So I would wake up around like 6.15, go over to the school, you know, get changed, go to a lift for about an hour and then have a little bit of a break, come back to my house, class. Um, and then baseball practice would be two o'clock every day. And it would range from, it could be two to four, it could be two to seven when I would get home. And then after that, I would write um, with some friends or I would, I would have a round or something like that. So kind of trying to schedule everything out was definitely a challenge and um it definitely got the best of me for for a while there um but i'm thankful now that i'm done um i don't have to worry about baseball i'm almost done school i have i graduate in may because of a spanish class which is unfortunate but whatever and uh now i can pretty much focus on writing and um i got a day job i work at a golf course cutting grass from six to one so i'm gonna do that and i write and uh i play rounds at night i got one tonight at nine o'clock I mean, that's kind of just, it was tough. It was definitely not easy, but it was a lot of fun and I wouldn't change a thing. I learned a lot. It sounds like it could be very overwhelming for sure. For sure. It was, but again, I loved every second of it. So um, you mentioned TikTok a couple of times. So I think this would be yeah. time to, to mention that you went kind of viral on TikTok. Uh, yeah. Well, me and Kaylin. If we for her, uh, look at that. <laughs> so how, how many takes did, did that take? You know, I'll be completely honest with you. I think it took one because we were literally sitting in the bedroom and we we're like, uh, we got to do it. You know, like we, we wrote this song a while ago by accident because I was over, I was at her place just playing the guitar. And I think she was like showering or whatever she was doing. And I was just playing it and she heard it and she was like, wait, I have an idea for this. And I was like, okay, this is how it, this is how it works. Like it's, it's right. But we weren't supposed to write. We were just hanging out and I was bored. And she said homeless. And then we got talking and the conversation essentially went like, uh, you know, if, if we lost one another, the only way we'd pretty much feel is, is homeless. And um, that was the best way to describe it because wherever she's at and I'm at, we're going to West Virginia this weekend. It's going to feel like home because we're together. Um, 
you know, and that was how we kind of got that, that song started. And then we, uh, a few months later decided to do it. I can't stand TikTok to be honest with you. I really can't, but I mean, we have to do it. Um, but, uh, we did it and, you know, just try to be as real as possible because, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not a good actor by any means. I'm pretty, I'm not like, I just can't do it. I don't want to fake who I am. I'd rather just be as real as possible and let people know that, you know, if, if they're interested in what we do, it's, it's a real me. Um, and we just did that for fun. And, um, we threw it up there and within a few hours, it was at like 50,000 and we were like, well, this is weird. And then overnight it was at like, or I played live Oak that night and it was about a hundred thousand when I was getting ready to get on stage. And, um, it's just, uh, the comments are what really blew me away. Um, you know, the comments were, were just so nice. And so people would just really relate it and, and they loved what we did that, um, that's kind of why we do what we do. And that's why writing a song that people can relate to is so important. And it's not, it's not that it's important. It's just, it makes you feel a certain way when they appreciate it. And, um, because of that, homeless will be out my birthday, July 9th. <laughs> Were you always planning on releasing it or did this make the decision? For Dude, to, be honest, to be completely honest, no, like I was, but like, I thought it was going to be like a down the road type thing because I had this other song that I wanted to release this summer. Um, I won't say a title, but it's a very fun, like summer vibe song that I thought I was going to release in July. And then that went viral. And then, um, we decided that that would be the best route to go while it's kind of heating up. But my buddy, John, John would always tell me, he goes, you're, you're, you're dumb. If uh, he's from Louisiana, so he has a real thick accent. Like, you're dumb. If you don't try and put that song out yourself. I was like, well, I mean, I will one day. I just don't think it's the right time. And apparently it's the right time. <laughs> TikTok made sure that it's the right time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. TikTok. I'd love to go viral again. If you're listening, appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good night. <laughs> The TikTok gods are hanging on your every word for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so weird, man. Like, some videos get a lot of views. Some videos get, like, two. And I'm like, what the hell? It's the same. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, and this but is one that you didn't even bother to, like, reshoot. You just went one take, and here you go. Yeah, I mean, we just – maybe it was two. I can't really remember, but it wasn't more than two because, like, we just – it was just – that's how we are. Like, that's how we act. Literally, like, we're just – I don't know, man. She's great. Uh, Kaylin Robertson, I'm sure she'll hear this or, you know, you know, who she is, she, um, she rocks my world every day. And I mean, I love that girl to death and you know, without her, uh, a lot of this would be really hard, but, um, we just did that. And it was cool that we got to capture a real moment of how her and I are. And, uh, it was really neat that people appreciated it. So um, how did, how did you two meet? Uh, we actually met at a photo shoot about a year from like, now i can't remember the exact date but it's about a year um she needed a, a guy with a, with boots for a photo shoot and she posted something on social media and at the time my producer had saw it and he was friends with or his girlfriend at the time now his ex was friends with kaylin from a writing festival or whatever and um he just sent her my profile and said hey i think this could be your guy Shout out Joey Lifty. We still owe you a beer for this, but his name is Joey Lifty. He's a Lipscomb guy. He's 21 or 22. And he introduced us you know, basically. And um, I, I met her um, for this photo shoot outside of her manager's house and kind of 
one of those things where it's like a Nicholas Sparks movie where it's just like, damn, I, it was kind of just like a, a surreal moment when I got out of the car, she got out of the car. I was like, this is, this is, this is, this is difficult. And then I found out she had a boyfriend. So I kind of backed off, but, um, if you can do the math somehow along the lines. Um, I guess she fell for me and, uh, I'm thankful for that. I didn't cross any lines. I, I knew she had a boyfriend. I was the most respectful way. I, I mean, we were at, we were all at my house one night having a few drinks, like playing some pong or whatever. And, you know, she didn't want to drive home. So I, I let her sleep in my bed. I slept on the couch downstairs. Like that's just, I didn't, I knew she had a boyfriend and I didn't want to do anything to harm that relationship. I had too much respect for her as a person. And, um, somewhere along those lines, uh, it just happened to, for us to be together, I guess. That shows that if it's meant to be, it doesn't matter if it's meant to be now or a few months down the line, it'll happen. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the last thing I wanted in my life was a girlfriend, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I, I was living it. I mean, I wasn't living enough single. I, it's not like I was doing bad things, but I mean, I was just focused on school, baseball and music. And um, the last thing I really wanted was a girlfriend. And then there she here goes. you go. <laughs> Here's a girlfriend. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> are there any plans for what's next after homeless or nothing yet? Uh, I really don't know, man. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of songs, um, that I would, I would love to put out and let people hear and, you know, maybe TikTok's the way to do that right now without releasing it. Um, you know, but I don't really know what the plan is next. I mean, I just pray. I mean, I believe in God, very strongly and I, I believe that he has a plan um and i know that i'm hoping homeless does you know does not like it gets a million streams i don't mean it in that way i just mean it that i hope that people really enjoy it and um i hope that maybe it'll open some doors and you know things from there will potentially go up and um i get to meet some more people and write some more songs with some cool people and you know that's for me that's about it um uh the writing thing for me is great. I love writing with new people and hopefully that helps. But for the rest of the summer, um, I still might release that, that song that I was talking about. Um, I haven't decided yet. And, um, I just, I'm just going to kind of ride the wave, I guess, man, just, uh, enjoy every moment and, and just live my life. Well, um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. Yeah, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm a big fan of your page and I love you, you know, and looking at the posts and everything, man. So thank you. Thank you so much. Have a, have a great day. You too, man. Appreciate it. Hey y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, if you did like what you heard, be sure to check out Matt on social media and to go pre-save his song homeless, which is set to be released two weeks from tomorrow. And Talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much.